This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, instant reaction here on the Evan Roberts podcast to the Elimination Chamber 2021. I've shown such commitment to doing this podcast. I've paused the net clipper game. So I can't promise you this is going to be a very long podcast. But let's start with the lead story, which is that the WWE creative team makes crap up as it goes along. I mean, how else can you explain the main event of the Elimination Chamber. How else can you explain the Miz, who has sucked now with this heel role that he has for a while? He's unlikable, but not like a good unlikable. You know, a couple of years ago when Miz was really killing it as a heel, he was a good heel. He, he was the champion of heels and probably deserved the title run then. Right now, he doesn't deserve crap. Nobody wants to see the Miz as champion. So what does WWE creative do? Not only do they allow The Miz to cash in this close to WrestleMania, so he's going to WrestleMania as WWE champion, or they're going to cheapen a title victory. So take your pick, it sucks. And then just look at this match. What about this match makes any sense? They're building towards Sheamus versus McIntyre. I'm not that interested in it, but fine, they're building towards it. And now you got Lashley beating the crap out of McIntyre. You got Miz becoming champion. My my gut reaction is that they're going to take the WWE championship and they're going to have like a fatal four-way match or they're going to have some kind of ladder match with six guys. What a horrible conclusion of the main event. What a horrible booking decision all the way around. Because think about it. Sheamus didn't even take the loss. From Drew McIntyre. He took the loss from AJ Styles, which was perfect for the Sheamus-McIntyre feud. Now, they could still have Sheamus-McIntyre, but it wouldn't make any freaking sense since Lashley destroyed McIntyre and then Miz became champion. What a freaking mess. And whatever they decide to do at WrestleMania with the WWE Championship, they've completely cheapened it. That's what they've done. You know, McIntyre had this great victory at WrestleMania. For some reason, they want to put the belt on Randy Orton just to give it back to Drew McIntyre. And now you're making The Miz the WWE champion? I mean, listen. The Miz has sucked. This heel Miz, where him and Morrison are buddies, and The Miz says, correct. It ain't good. And I like The Miz overall. I think The Miz, believe it or not, is a WWE Hall of Famer. There you go. I said it. He's had a decade run. He's had some good runs as a heel. The guy main evented a WrestleMania and won. I know the whole rock thing. But this version of The Miz, it's not the worst version of The Miz. The worst version of The Miz was Babyface Miz. But this version of The Miz, you're putting the championship on him? You know, the money in the bank cash-in is this huge surprise moment. 
But sometimes it stinks. When Sheamus cashed in on Roman Reigns at Survivor Series a few years ago, it stunk. It was basically a cash-in just to say you had a cash-in because Roman won the title a few weeks later. And look, I don't know. Could they do that with Drew McIntyre? Could McIntyre get a rematch at Fastlane and get the title back? Sure. But here's my point overall about this. No matter what direction they go in, whether Miz is champion going into Mania, whether McIntyre gets it back, whether there's a five-way match, the booking sucks. That's the overall point. And it takes away from the match, which wasn't bad. I like the Randy Orton surprise loss at the hands of Kofi Kingston. I like AJ looking strong. The match was fine. I mean, I wasn't completely glued to it because the Knicks somehow managed to blow a 21-point lead but win anyway. And obviously, I've been glued to the Nets game. But still, from what I saw, it was fine. So who knows what they're going to do next. But here's what we know. Whatever they do next completely sucks. All right, let me get through this card. Because I got to get back to this Net Clipper game. <laughs> Come on, doesn't that show loyalty, though? Or a weird, odd commitment I have to doing instant reactions to wrestling pay-per-views. I, I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, as far as the opening match is concerned, I was surprised. I thought Cesaro was going to get the win. They seem to be pointing all the momentum towards Cesaro. But either way, whoever won that first elimination chamber was not beating Roman Reigns. I mean, it was obvious where that was going. So it's one of those matches where it was fine. It was entertaining. It had its moments. I'm glad Daniel Bryan got the victory because Daniel Bryan's been treated like a mid-carder for the last year. But you kind of knew where it was going to go, especially when they had the Reigns match next, which featured your little moment where you think Bryan can win. He gets him in the S-lock, and then Roman squashes him. I like the fact they got Edge involved. I mean, have Edge involved in this pay-per-view in some way and have him declare what we've kind of known for a while, which is that he's going to challenge Roman Reigns. To me, the clear main event of WrestleMania. I don't think it's even close. That is the, that's the match. And we'll do a podcast as we get closer because I think it's also really intriguing how they go about booking that match and who they should have win. I lean towards Roman Reigns. I lean towards Reigns beating Edge. But either way, it's for a different podcast. It's for a different moment. I liked what they did. You know, you keep Roman looking like a heel. He's half badass because he did destroy Daniel Bryan, but he's half chicken ass because he wasn't even in a chamber match and beat a guy who just fought for 35 minutes. So I thought it worked out fine. I mean, I know this has become a cliche and the WWE's played into the cliche, but the pointing at the WrestleMania sign just drives me nuts. And for the last decade, they kind of mock it a little bit. They have fun with it. But Edge, you know, dramatically and seriously, like, you see that? As he points to the WrestleMania sign. And then douchey Michael Cole says, I think he's making his intentions known. You think? You think that's what it is? Uh, the Riddle-Morrison-Lashley match was fine. I didn't realize Matt Riddle had a finishing move called the Bo Derrick, but they put a mid-card title on Riddle, which is nice. Take it off Bobby Lashley. Apparently, Lashley is going to become a main eventer now. So that makes sense. There was no bad way to book that match unless you had John Morrison win. Because much like Miz, he sucks. And that would have been a complete waste of time. The women's tag team match, I mean, look, they're going eventually to have Sasha Banks against Bianca Belair, and that's fine. That'll be a good match at WrestleMania. I don't know what they're doing with that Reginald guy handing the bottle of wine to Sasha Banks and then Sasha being confused and all that. Overall, the event was blah. Now, I know I'm distracted. I have two basketball games going on. I don't really think that played a big part. And I thought the, the event was blah. 
And it got exclamation pointed by this just terrible decision to put the championship on Miz. Makes absolutely no sense. One quick thing about the Elimination Chamber concept. I'm kind of over it. When they brought it out for the first time at Madison Square Garden at Survivor Series when Shawn Michaels won the world title, I thought it was a creative thing. It was different. I liked it for a while. I think at the point we're at now, it's just completely played out. It really is. They try to give you the drama of the Royal Rumble by having a countdown clock. First of all, it's not as dramatic as the Rumble. We see the guys standing in the ring, so we know who's coming out. It's just a matter of the order. Nobody cares about that. And you're also weeks after the Royal Rumble, so we're already counted out. You know, We've already done the 10, 9, 8, 7. So I don't know about you. I'm over the concept. Done. You want to bring it out every once in a while, every year or two, randomly. I think that's fine to settle some kind of weird predicament. But it felt forced. Maybe that's why I didn't love the event, because it felt forced. But here's what we know. Edge, Roman Reigns, WrestleMania, great. I think we know Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, that's fine. And some horrible booking for the WWE Championship. That's what we know. That's it. That's all I have to say. Thanks for listening to this instant reaction of the Elimination Chamber, Evan Roberts Podcast.